Hey guys, I want to welcome you to my channel today. We're going to be talking about the blind spots of type 4. And uh, thank you for joining me. My name is Dr. Tom LeHue, and uh, we do all kinds of uh, discussions here about the Enneagram and about the personality types, trying to better understand ourselves so that we can better relate to uh, others and be more compassionate with ourselves and more compassionate with others, and ultimately to be more present to life, to be more mindful. Um, be more here and now with people, um, not to miss life, not to like let life pass us by. We get so caught up in our impulses and our compulsions that we we rarely think about why we do what we do. And so on this channel, we think about what we do. We talk about what we do, talk about those impulses, learn to observe them, recognize them so that they don't have the control over us that, uh, that maybe they used to. We want to minimize that. So today we're going to be talking about type four. And uh, before we get started, I just want to draw your attention to the description below is my website, tomlahue.com. And uh, on that website, you can book coaching appointments. And I have limited my coaching appointments because honestly, it was uh, getting out of control. It has had so much response from you guys. And I appreciate that. So many great viewers out there. Um, but I only have so much time in the day, and so I've had to limit my uh, availability, but uh, you can still book appointments. You might be a couple of weeks out, but uh, you can book appointments um, if you want to talk about personality issues or relationship issues, and you think the Enneagram could help you in some way. I'd love to, 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 to discuss that with you. Um, also on my website, um, you know, is a lot of uh, information and uh, um, courses. I haven't done any Enneagram courses yet, but I uh, that may come out in the future. We'll see. So today we're going to talk about the blind spots of type four. And um, I want to reference uh, Beatrice Chestnut's book, The Nine Types of Leaders, an excellent book. All of her books are great. Um, and uh, so many wonderful books. We're so blessed to have so much great information. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with fours and in my coaching appointments and uh, learned a lot, uh, you know, speaking directly to fours. And uh, so every, every type does have blind spots, you know, things about us that are true or could be true that we may not pay attention to ourselves. Uh, other people experiencing us may see these characteristics or these impulses in us, but we may not necessarily recognize them about ourselves. And when we don't recognize our blind spots, they continue to have control over us. So we want to look at these areas in our life where maybe we um, we haven't paid attention to and ask ourselves why we do these things, why we we tend to uh, to think and act like this and and maybe not let them have so much control over us. Fours, great people, very creative. Um, willing to be outside the box, willing to think outside the box, willing to live outside the box. Um, and uh, fours um, can be um, people that uh, are tuned in, dialed into their emotions, dialed into uh, their sense of uh, identity and feelings and who they are, and um, may at times be a little overly dialed in. Would be good if they could be balanced between that objective five and that hardworking three. Um, that uh, goal-focused three, sometimes fours could get stuck in um, maybe not taking things to action, but overly thinking and sensing and feeling and maybe uh, have a hard time sometimes going to that healthy one 
of, of action. So let's look at the blind spots. Number one, uh, a blind spot of the four is to notice what's working well and what is positive in the here and now. The attention of the four tends to go to what is negative. Uh, fours have a unique ability to be able to focus on uh, what isn't working right, what is flawed. I think that fuels part of their artistic uh, ability is they see that something could be better. They're idealists and they see that something could be better, something could be improved, that there's a flaw and their attention goes straight to the flaw go straight to the broken spot, straight, straight to the area that needs improvement. But they can sometimes overemphasize the flawed um, and the brokenness <clears throat> and uh, can sometimes fail to see what is working, fail to see what is good. Um, they can they go home at the end of the day and they think about, uh, you know, what, what should have been done differently or how things could have been improved and may not be satisfied with their level of performance or may not be satisfied with, with how things went, um, but may focus their attention on, on what could have been better, like a one, what could have been better, uh, what they should have done differently, um, may focus on how they don't feel that they were included uh, in the group uh, as well as they should be, and it may be wise for fours to recognize that they have this tendency, sort of a huge window to take in anything negative and a tiny little window for anything positive. They tend to brush aside the positive and the positive comments. If I were to say to a four, you did a great job on your report. I really appreciate uh, what you did today. That made it, that was a, you know, it will sink in for a moment, but they will tend to brush that compliment aside and then later think about, well, is my work not usually um, uh, well regarded? Is, is there something wrong with my normal day-to-day -day that today stands out as different? And they may start to hear something negative when nothing negative was implied, nothing negative was communicated. But as they chew on that uh, comment, they'll start to lean it toward the negative. And fours tend to focus their attention on what's wrong or what's not correct or what's not accurate or what's not right or what doesn't feel right and uh, or how they've been slighted in some way and may not necessarily focus on the positive or the sunny side or the, uh, the bright side of things. That could be a blind spot for you. Um, number two, focusing on what's great about you. That's a blind spot. Fours are going to lead with often what's wrong with them. Now, some maybe in, in, in their insecurity may uh, overemphasize uh, their uh, unique talents and abilities, uh, but it's probably out of insecurity. A lot of fours I know are going to lead with what's negative about themselves, what they don't like about themselves. Uh, they might minimize their own gifts and strengths and qualities and focus their attention on what they're lacking, on how they could be improved on. And, and perhaps it's it will sound like fishing to the rest of us, like they're fishing for a compliment. Uh, oh no, honey, you're, you're smart. No, honey, you're capable. No, you, you do a great job. No, you're, you're wonderful. It'll sound like they're fishing for those kind of compliments and they might be, but they may just be wanting to lead with what's wrong about me before you find out. Before you find out and are disappointed uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there 
you know, something flawed about myself, uh, something from my basement that might shock you, uh, that might startle you a little bit so that you can see how broken and flawed I am so that uh, we can just get that out of the way and I don't have to disappoint you later. Um, or if, if, if I'm too much for you or my ideas are too much for you and they're problematic, then we ought to just go ahead and end this right now before this relationship develops any farther. Because if I'm too much for you, then you're not enough for me. And so let's go ahead and, and resolve this by just leading with what's negative, leading with what's up with what's not right. And then, uh, you know, you can then react or respond to that. And so fours may tend to de-emphasize what they really do well. It may not be obvious to them what they do well. They may not. They may have a hard time, you know, tooting their own horn or or trumpeting their own success. Um, if they don't see what's good about what they do, then they risk uh, undermining their own efforts and even we might say sabotaging themselves uh, by not seeing the good in themselves. They may not be able to see what they're good at, or see what they could accomplish, or see how they can make others' lives uh, improved. Fours tend to, you know, um, a low healthy or an unhealthy four is probably going to be focused of uh, their attention on who is causing them to feel um, like they don't belong or like they don't fit in or like they're not understood. Um, the focus of their attention will probably go to how they're feeling um, like they're being pushed out or pushed aside. Um, a healthy four is going to do the reverse of that in many ways. They're going to go into a, uh, an environment and make people feel understood, make people feel like they belong, make people feel like they're being listened to and cared for and understood. Again, an unhealthy four is just going to try to withdraw away from those that are making them or perceived to make them feel like they don't belong or that they're misunderstood. And a healthy four reverses that. Uh, goes into an environment where people are misunderstood or, or hurting, and they bring that understanding and that sense of belonging uh, to people who may really be uh, outcasts. Okay, number three, your tendency to be overly self-referencing. Um, and that's just a, uh, uh, you know, an interesting way of saying sometimes you might trip over yourself. Sometimes you might not be able to take yourself out of an encounter. You you may stumble over yourself. Uh, when a problem at work or a problem at home really has nothing to do with you, you might perceive it as though you're in the center of it. And other people might think, you know, this really, this problem has nothing to do with you, except you keep putting yourself in the center of it as though it's all about you when it's really not about you. And this, they do kind of the opposite of what nines do. Nines Maybe there's a problem that the nine is in the middle of, but they want to take themselves out of it. The four, there's a problem that has nothing to do with them, but they may put themselves in the middle of it as though uh, it's, it's about them when it's not. Fours automatically tune into their own feelings and their own thoughts and their own inner experience. That's why it would be good to balance on that five who says, well, there's... There's knowledge that is subjective, intuition, but there's also knowledge that is objective, the actual data, the actual facts around you. And it's good to balance between both of those and to have a sense of what you believe and feel, but also what is external to you. And so sometimes they may not realize that people see you as overly self-focused um, and that you tend to 
come across as though you're making things about yourself. You may not see that about yourself. Of course, then it's a blind spot, a blind spot. Um, uh, for example, one of the illustrations I like to use with fours is imagine that you and your friend, you know, um, are at work and you both do a similar job and I come by and I greet both of you, but I say to your coworker, you know, hey, uh, and you, Sarah, you did a great job on, um, you know, the last meeting that we had. You did a super job, fantastic job. I'm really impressed with that. And then I walk away. Well, that four, you know, what are they going to, what's going to be going through their mind? Um, you know, they might be thinking to themselves, well, why didn't he say anything about me? I mean, am I doing something that's not what I should be doing? Uh, and their attention's going to go to the negative, and they're going to begin to chew on this and uh, wrestle with this thought. You know, why did he leave me out of that? I mean, he praised the coworker, but what, what's wrong with my work? What's wrong with, and again, I never said anything was wrong with your work, but you're going to start to perceive something that may not have even been implied. Uh, and there is that, that problem of making this conversation about you when it was clearly between me and your coworker. But you're going to draw it back to yourself like, well, what about me? And what does this mean about me? And why is he saying this in front of me? And, and am I not measuring up in some way? Um, and if you know you do that, then maybe the next time that happens, you might rather than just chewing on that thought and letting it germinate and fester, you might say, wait a minute, wait a minute, I'm doing that thing again where I self-reference and I tend to insert myself into situations where it's really not about me. And maybe this is just a four thing and maybe I can recognize that impulse and then just let that thought go and not give any more time uh, as to what these feelings mean, these feelings of being overlooked, these feelings of being neglected, or these feelings of being undervalued or underappreciated. Maybe I could just recognize I'm having that feeling, and that's a true fact, but that doesn't mean that I really am being unappreciated. You know, the highest level of health for the four is called the appreciator. The lowest level is called the def defective one or the deficient one, the defective one, and the uh, mid-level health is called the unique individual. So the highest level is the appreciator. Think about that. The appreciator who then turns to the coworker and says, you know what, Sarah, or whatever her name was, I don't remember. You know what, Sarah, he's right. You did do a good job. You did a super job. You should be proud of yourself. I appreciate the job that you did and the work that you do. But see, it's very hard for a four to be appreciative sometimes because they tend to evaluate everything on, well, where does that leave me? Where does that make me stand? You know, where do I stand with that? Um, you know, I tend to think of the fours as go back to like the Garden of Eden. And I don't know if I've said this in one of my other videos or not. At this point, I don't remember what I've said and what I haven't said. Remember, I'm a seven. Okay, so you're lucky that you get anything that makes sense. But um, I, I think about the four as like, go back to the Garden of Eden and Adam and Eve, they do the wrong thing. And God just takes this sign that says, shame, shame on you, you know, shame on you humans. And uh, he hangs this sign around humanity. And now we're wearing this, you know, this big wooden sign that says shame. Well, every type has kind of figured out how to get out of that, how to dodge that in some way. Twos and threes, of course, still struggle with that, but they come up with some pretty unique ways of 
of mitigating that shame. And it seems kind of like the fours have just said, you know what, we'll wear the sign for humanity. We'll just wear it. We'll just stand here with our shame sign and we'll just wear that and uh, we'll bear it for everybody and we'll just be the ones that you guys can just, you know, point at us, point at us because we're wearing the sign. And, you know, the self-preservations kind of try to cover that up a little bit with their bright colored, you know, ensemble, but eventually they can't cover it up. And there it is. They go back to their basement, back to, you know, their fourness. They try to cover it up a little bit. And uh, the social fours, they just wear it openly. And uh, the self-preservation fours are wondering what sign you're wearing. The sexual fours are wearing what sign you're wearing and how do I get away from this and, and overtake you? Okay, that's a very, you know, overly simplistic definition of the instincts. You can go back and watch the subtypes of the four if you want to delve into that a little bit farther. But I, I really do see the fours as wearing that sign. And, you know, it would be difficult. You you would, your attention would naturally be drawn to, you know, the dark. You would be drawn to what's deficient. You would be drawn to a sense of feeling like everybody else, you know, tended to be able to coast through life and get along because they don't have to wear this sign. They don't have to wear this flawed, broken, ashamed sign that we have to wear as fours. And uh, boy, if you could just, you know, appreciate us a little bit, pat us on the back and say that you appreciate, you know, the the challenges that we have and uh, that you believe in us and that you see us with that sign and, and that you still love us and accept us, you know, that would go a long way. And I think even if you, know, you disagree with the metaphor, I think it's helpful uh, for the rest of us to say, oh, okay, I kind of understand fourness a little bit better is that, you know, um, it's kind of like they're bearing the bruises and the marks of, of shame for humanity. And yet in spite of that, in spite of that, they're able to achieve and accomplish so much and really turn, you know, darkness into beauty, into light and, and ashes into beauty. I think, you know, one of the messages, I'm getting way off subject here, but I'm a little fired up about this. I get excited about, about people. Um, you know, I think, you know, the four's message to uh, the world or to believers at least is, you know, why are we trying so hard to fit in? Why do you try? I think the four could say this, especially to Christians, you know. Why are you trying so hard to fit in in this world? You don't belong to this world. Uh, you're aliens and strangers and foreigners here in this world. I think fours, they they understand that. They feel like that many many times in, in the environments that they go into, in the groups that they belong to or try to belong to. They often feel like they're outcasts and like they don't really fit in and they don't really belong. And I think that that's kind of the muscle that they've been able to work out on. And I think they could really uh, adopt that ministry or that mission to just say, why do you strive so hard to try to fit in this world? Maybe you don't belong here. Maybe you belong for some other world. Maybe, maybe you're trying too hard to just uh, be accepted. What were you willing to do to be so accepted by the world? And I think fours could really lean into that and and have a really sharp message for the rest of us because mostly we want to fit in the world. Mostly we want to be accepted by our groups and accepted by others. And sometimes we're willing to do things that maybe we shouldn't be willing to do in order to be accepted, in order to be included. And I think fours could really teach us a lot about, you know, getting back to who we really believe we are and are we centered enough that we're okay 
if the crowds don't applaud or the crowds don't accept us. I think force could also really share a powerful message to the rest of us that that God makes beautiful things out of broken things. You know, the treasure in jars of clay kind of idea that, that you can take ashes and you can fashion them into something great. And fours really are able to do that. They're able to see all of the broken stuff. They're able to see, you know, what others might cast off and cast aside and then take that and fashion it into something unique and special and beautiful and attractive. Fours t tend to not be attracted to the perfect stuff that rolls off of an assembly line. You know, they, they tend to be uh, frustrated with the $1,000 dress, you know, that was made by uh, a professional and rolls off of a perfect, you know, assembly line. They like something that is, that is, um, that is homespun, you know, that is somebody put their effort and their work and their creative design behind. And it's not just some assembly line, you know, perfection, you know, store-bought art, you know, the, the sort of Hobby Lobby Michaels art, you know, that just decorates a wall that most of us are just okay with. We're okay with just beautiful things that are, you know, uh, made in a, a factory in an assembly line and every, all the lines are sharp and crisp and perfect. And fours, I think, are able to see the imperfection of perfection and the perfection of imperfection is that some things are perfectly imperfect, and that's what makes them perfect. Um, try explain that to a one, you know, uh, the perfect perfection of imperfection. Uh, but fours are able to do that. They're able to see the beauty in the ashes, you know, the creativity in the in the dust. And uh, I think fours could really help the rest of us say, look, why why does there, why does every line have to be straight? you know, in order for it to be okay. And uh, why isn't, uh, why can't we see sometimes the beauty in the tragedy or the beauty in the in the brokenness? Why does everything have to be, uh, you know, perfectly and artificially aligned before we accept it and think it's, it's okay? Force could really help us with that. Okay, the next uh, blind spot is that sometimes, you know, fours are okay with the darker emotions, now that's coming from a seven, right? So sevens like to stay on the sunny side of life. We stay away from the dark alleys of life, uh, but fours don't. Fours are okay with uh, going there, the melancholy, the sadness, the the anxiety, the depression, all of those things that uh, I would run away from naturally. You know, fours are balanced in. They're okay with those things because that's just information. That's just information, you know, that they are willing to examine and uh, accept and live in because it just helps them understand more about themselves and who they are and why they're feeling what they're feeling and what their identity is and all those important things. I think that the blind spot though for the four is that sometimes they can be comfortable, so comfortable in those darker emotions that they may not realize that they're going there at times as a refuge to protect them away from maybe some other things that they don't want to think about or have to do. Um, you know, all of these Enneagram types, I think, are really just self-protective ways for broken people to make it through a broken world. Uh, each one of them is a broken path for broken people to make it through a broken world. And the four, you know, is um, okay with with dealing with the darker, deeper, heavier, weightier, how, whatever you want to say, you know, these emotional truths or these, these 
factors about life and themselves. But maybe what they might not realize, the blind spot is that maybe they go there to keep from having to do other things. Like maybe they, they just accept that they're not going to be loved or cared about and they might lead in a relationship with that and even sabotage that relationship because what would happen if I actually tried to have a relationship with someone and then I did the best I could and yet I was still rejected? So maybe I'll just lead with rejection. I'll just lead with they're probably going to reject me. I'm prob I might I might roll out something about myself that might instigate a person rejecting me. Um, and then when they do, well, there, see, people reject me. But what if you tried really hard to, to, to make a relationship work and you still got rejected? See, that's terrifying. So I'll just go ahead and maybe sabotage this relationship so that when it happens, you know, it, I'll be prepared for it. Or what about the idea that if I worked really hard, leaned on my three, and strived and set goals and got up early and followed the rules, which fours may have a hard time, you know, going to bed on time and waking up on time and getting to work at the right time. If I strived and worked really hard, uh, I could be successful maybe, but that would take striving and working really hard. And maybe I don't want to strive and work really hard. So I'll just go ahead and accept the fact that I don't fit in and that my work is not going to be appreciated. Um, and I'll just go to that depressed, outcast emotions as a way of protecting me from having to strive and work really hard. Now, you may think I've lost my mind and you may be upset right now. And maybe this doesn't describe you at all. Good. To the degree that it doesn't means that this is not a blind spot for you. And I'm very proud of you. Okay. Let's look at the last one. Um, the, uh, oh yeah. And one thing I wanted to say about that, that Beatrice says in her book is that it could be a refuge. They could take refuge in a specific feeling like sadness or pain as a way of distracting them from a deeper, more painful feeling like the fear of failure or rejection. Okay. And the last one is that all things, uh, all the things that you have to be grateful for. I know nobody wants to talk about this, but sevens and fours would be so benefited by spending some time just being grateful, just thanking God for all of the many wonderful things that we enjoy in life to feel the gratitude, to see the sunny side and thank uh, God, for all of the things that we have been gifted with, you know, gratitude can be a relatively easy way for force to remember what good lives they actually have. You know, they don't tend to think I have a great life. They tend to focus on the tragedies, the flaws, the brokenness, the failures, the, uh, the difficulties. But what if you could intentionally flip that around? It's a blind spot for you. What if you could intentionally flip that around and say, today I'm going to focus on all of the good. I'm going to focus on what's working. I'm going to focus on what I do well. Sounds a lot like threes, you know, and being balanced between both those wings is, is being healthy. All right. So you may forget how rejuvenating and uplifting it could be um, if you intentionally express gratitude. And by the way, doesn't that get back to the healthiest level of four, the appreciator? How could you be an appreciator if you don't express gratitude? 
if you don't point at something and say, that's lovely, that's wonderful, that's, that's beautiful, that's fantastic, this is great in my life and I embrace it and I accept it, I appreciate it and I appreciate what they can do and I appreciate what they can bring to the team. Rather than seeing somebody, you know, the four tends to see themselves here and everybody else is here. And rather than see that person and think, well, why did they have such an advantage? And why do they get so much attention? And why does things seem to work out so well for them? Remember the sin of the four is envy, right? So why is everything working for them? Rather instead to just appreciate this person and say, you know what? I'm happy for them. Their success doesn't mean my failure. Their acceptance doesn't mean that I'm an outcast. Um, I'm, I appreciate all that they've accomplished and all that they've done and all that they can teach me. And I'm thankful for what I do have and what I do possess. In many ways, these might be antidotes to the, some of the negative impulses that, uh, that, that you experience. Thank you guys. I really appreciate you sticking out for this video. Thanks to all my patrons. I appreciate your support. And um, until I see you next time, uh, be present to life, guys. I'll see you.